Welcome to the Caramel Apples Podcast, a podcast that celebrates all things 70s and 80s pop culture and explores how this fond nostalgia affects our lives. Each week we travel back in time to embark on the Nexus to revisit retro segments that ingrained itself into our culture and our hearts. Now here's your host, Kennedy Rizzo and Cooper Lee. secret if you're familiar with our podcast that Cooper Lee and myself are truly a couple of diehard self-proclaimed movie buffs mm-hmm. <laughs> especially old school classic films <laughs> but our discussion this week will involve the many entertaining and timeless moments captured in the heartwarming classic three men and a baby starring Tom Selleck Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg. So just a note to you Orchard Archivers, just be aware that we'll be talking extensively about this film. So, spoiler alert! (laughs) (laughs) And shameless movie buffs, we are. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Like you said, this particular film is truly an 80s classic. Mm -hmm. You can hardly go wrong watching this oh-so-feel-good movie. I'd say Three Men and a Baby debuted in the year 1987, one of your favorite and most memorable years of the 80s. Correct, Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Correct, (laughs) Mundo. You know, and just real quick, you know, we do talk about 1987 quite a bit on the podcast. That was a very pivotal and memorable year. Yes. So, again, we went and saw this back in 87, and we saw this with our cousins, and um, it was kind of like a slumber party type thing. You know, we just enjoyed the weekend, and, um, like, they live, oh, I'd say about maybe 30 minutes away from us. But anyway, you know, they just built a multiplex. It was new at the time, mm-hmm. and it was part of the memories of going to see this movie with them at the new multiplex at that time. <laughs> You know, that's memories gold right there. Like, you can't get it. It doesn't get any better than that, so. (laughs) Yes, absolutely agree. So not only was Three Men and a Baby a good choice, but as per usual, there are always awesome nostalgic memories surrounding it. (laughs) Totally, Kennard. (laughs) (laughs) And we just mentioned the three old school seasoned actors, that being Tom Selleck, who played Peter the Architect, Uh Ted Danson, who played Jack the actor, and Steve Gutenberg, who played Michael the artist slash cartoonist. Uh-huh. Um, and is really an excellent pairing as far as casting goes for the film. Oh, yeah. Three Men and a Baby was one of the more notable Hollywood cinematic works of the late 80s, but it's also a comedy that's cute and funny. <laughs> it's one of those lighthearted movies that's in my humble opinion, easy, relaxing entertainment where for about, let's say, an hour and 47 minutes. <laughs> how's that for being exact? <laughs> Do your wish back to uh, reality. Um, but you can cherish those moments 
you know, of that escape. Oh, I agree, Coop. Now, this cute comedy mildly infused with a touch of suspenseful crime-style subplot, you know, to give it an interesting layer, it enhances and not detracts from the main point of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, the three bachelors all have a refreshing, charismatic angle to help drive the story and really draws and pulls you in as their adventure unfolds. Now, this was something I didn't even remotely remember or know concerning uh, Three Men and a Baby. Is And who actually directed this movie? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's see what you think. Fun fact. Did you know that Leonard Nimoy <laughs> of Star Trek fame is the one responsible for directing this fascinating tale? What? <laughs> If only you could see your face on that, Kennard. <laughs> OMG. No, I did not know that. Yeah, surprise, surprise. That is, you know, and it wouldn't have been a remote thought even until you just said something. <laughs> wow, that's a neat fun fact there, Cooper. Thanks so much for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm still so amazed over all the neat things we find out as we go about reacquainting ourselves with our chosen retro topics. You know, so now let's get into a little bit of what this movie offers. Sounds good. Uh, So the synopsis of Three Men and a Baby is that of three bachelors um, who find themselves forced to take care of a baby left on their doorstep by one of the bachelor's girlfriends. Uh Yeah, the story revolves around the three carefree bachelors, Peter, Michael, and Jack, who share an apartment in NYC. New York City! (laughs) (laughs) Now, all are busy with their individual life pursuits, you know, like jobs, girlfriends, and social mingling. Mm -hmm. And with all of this excitement going on in the prime of their lives, they have no intention of settling down anytime soon. Well, at least that was the initial plan. (laughs) (laughs) Keyword initial or plan. (laughs) That's right. That baby messed up everything for them. (laughs) (laughs) So while actor Jack, played by Ted Danson, you know, while Jack is away shooting a movie, an unexpected quote unquote package shows up outside of their apartment door. The baby, with a note indicating that this bundle of joy is actually Jack's baby, as a result from a hookup from his <laughs> co-star Sylvia from a production a year prior. Ooh. So this development becomes a kerfuffle because until this moment, Jack is unaware of this offspring's existence. So typical. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like everything turned upside down for the three in a split second that she shows up. Wow. You know, what a situation that would be, right? It most certainly would be. (laughs) You know, the situation could be viewed as either good or bad, depending on your personal perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I gather that due to the unexpected nature of this delicate situation, though, that the three bachelors would consider this a not-so-good thing initially. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, they were in the height and prime of their lives and careers. Sure. And the conundrum of it was not only did it affect Jack, but also Peter and Michael, since they all live together. Mm-hmm. So you just use the word kerfuffle, you know, <laughs> very appropriate here, I'd say. So, <laughs> go on. 
Well, this happens when Jack was away on business in Turkey shooting a movie. When he remotely made arrangements with a director friend to have a quote-unquote package delivered to the apartment. (laughs) So Jack asks his trustworthy roommates to keep said delivery a secret. So when baby Mary arrives, Peter and Michael believe she is the impending quote-unquote package. That is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what is going on here? (laughs) Now they're forced to take care of Mary and come together through laughable and predictable trial and error as they learn to care for the baby. All the while huffing and puffing under their breath over Jack's irresponsible tryst. Though they are hopeless code ads, <laughs> they soon begin to get the hang of it and become quite attached to the sweet beetle bug as she does for them. <laughs> this is such a cute movie. It sure is, Kennedy. <laughs> so Peter, played by Tom Selleck, at one point leaves to go buy diapers and other supplies for the baby when Michael, played by Steve Gutenberg, is left on his own with Mary. <laughs> so their landlord, Miss Hathaway, delivers a small box, which is actually the package that Jack arranged to be left there. Oh, no. Yeah, and it's filled with heroin. <laughs> yeah, which being busy caring for Mary, Michael just tosses it aside. <laughs> he can't be bothered with this box. He's got diaper changing and feedings and such to, you know, manage and unfortunately doing all of this alone at this point until Peter returns. He's like, Peter! (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact. The Pampers company paid $50,000 for their brand of diapers to be used in this movie. Oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's worth noting how charming and entertaining it is to watch these guys juggle the demands of baby care intermingled in with their careers and social lives. <laughs> I agree. It's a lot of fun watching them handle these newfound circumstances in hilarious stereotypical fashion of diapering and baby tending. Oh, truly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be all thumbs too, actually, but... <laughs> But thankfully, they weren't novices for long. For the men's paternal instincts, you know, they come into play and kick into high gear, as is quite evident by film's end. The movie gets going and the natural comedy ensues. But there's a warm, relatable side to how this film develops and this heartwarming tale really allows you to dive into the story. Well, at least it did for me. Oh, yeah, for me as well. Uh, The next day, two drug dealers arrive at the apartment for the package. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Peter (laughs) and Michael, still with the notion that this is Mary, mistakenly hand her over, along with a can of powdered formula that the dealers believe are the drugs. You know, after they leave, Peter finds the real package in the couch. Then they realize the obvious mix-up, run after the men in order to trade packages, and get baby Mary back. Oh, yes. Can't let her go. No, a little <laughs> sweet thing. <laughs> so this attention-getting plot accelerates. But long story short, they formulate a plan to trap the dealers by arranging a meeting. More mayhem ensues. Oh, no. 
<laughs> they eventually trap the dealers in an elevator as the police arrive on scene. All the while being recorded, this proves their innocence to the ever-suspicious Sergeant Melkowitz, and the dealers are ultimately arrested. Fun fact. Sergeant Melkowitz is played by Philip Bosco. The actor who hilariously played the useless can-do supervisor in another favorite 80s movie set in New York City, that of the Money Pit. Ah, yay! Yeah, that's one of the many solid reasons why I love trolling through our classic retro favorites. The actors, more often than not back then, were refreshingly talented, which organically enhances the story. Oh, much agree, Coop. (laughs) Three Men and a Baby is a light, mindless, and most entertaining movie that shows how these three handsome, confirmed bachelors are ultimately won over by little baby Mary. (laughs) (laughs) An audience as well. Yes, yes. (laughs) The film was great. Speaking of how great this film is, saying that it's still really our personal opinion... But statistically, Three Men and a Baby was actually the biggest American box office that year in 1987, eventually grossing $167 million here in the U.S. and Canada, mm. and $240 million worldwide, beating out Fatal Attraction that, that came out that same year. Oh my goodness, that's some impressive coin going on right there. <laughs> mm. Fun fact. The following year, in 1988, Three Men and a Baby won the People's Choice Award for Favorite Comedy Motion Picture. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Further testimony that the money doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. So something else that was interesting about Three Men and a Baby is that, true to Hollywood fashion, they wanted to make this into a franchise. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> the film was followed up by the sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady, that debuted in 1990. And the third film entered development uh, entitled Three Men and a Bride in 2010. Fortunately, the project was abandoned <laughs> and never materialized. <laughs> I don't know. What's the term, uh, the official term used for this occurrence, Coop? Oh, uh, that would be, and I gladly PG this, but they call it Hollywood Developmental Hades. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot to many a movie. But I still feel the best one out of part one and part two of the Three Men franchise is the original, Three Men and a Baby. Oh, I'm with you on that, Cooper. Yeah, hands <laughs> down. You can you can hardly go wrong with this most enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess also that uh, Disney announced a remake entitled Three Men and a Baby. No, no. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> And it's being produced for Disney and streaming services starring Zac Efron. <laughs> well, the hip and upcoming youth should be uber excited about that. <laughs> I think we'll just stick with the timeless 1987 classic. 
For sure, Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you remember that for a while after the movie came out, that there was a bit of an urban legend surrounding it? Yes, I do remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was where in one of the scenes in the apartment, it showed like an outline or what some thought was a shadowy figure of a young boy who died in the apartment there uh, where the film was shot. Yes, I I remember that well. (laughs) So this happened briefly when Jack's mother, uh, Celeste Holm, comes to visit Mary. You can see it for a split second as they pan across the apartment in the background, what looks like a boy standing in the doorway. Yeah, yeah, because it happens so fast, really, that if you blink, you'd actually miss it. Right. Well, this is rumored to be false, for which they give a couple of viable reasons. Okay. So the first being the interiors of Three Men and a Baby were all shot on a soundstage in a movie studio. (laughs) That'd be a problem, yes, yes. (laughs) And the second was that the shadowy figure is actually a cardboard cutout of Jack wearing a tuxedo. (laughs) 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 To reinforce this notion, fun fact, this prop cutout of Jack appeared later in the movie when Mary's mother Sylvia comes to collect her. Sylvia was played by actress Nancy Travis. Well, those fun facts now became people's buzzkill, right? (laughs) (laughs) But nice research and explanation of that, Cooper. You know, I really do remember that well. (laughs) Uh There was actually mad hype going on at that time about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and now here's the clarification, if you will, to sort of squash this urban legend. You know, it got media attention, though, so it did its job as far as publicity goes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So now let's briefly touch on the soundtrack of this movie. Okay, yes. We can't forget about the music in Three Men and a Baby. (laughs) The music was great. It was. It was. Two of the songs in the movie showcased were by 80s Miami legend Gloria Stefan in the Miami Sound Machine. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as the movie got started, we were pleasured by hearing the lively bad boys and they also played conga oh love 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 gloria stefan and the miami sound machine facts <laughs> and if you love it as much as we love it check out our episode right here on the caramel apples podcast gloria stefan and the miami sound machine you will not be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> so there was also the minute i saw you um performed by john parr and was tagged as the official theme of Three Men and a Baby. Also, Daddy's Girl by Peter Cetera, and Soft Melodic Oldie But Goodie, Good Night, Sweetheart, Good Night, by The Spaniels, as well as other good songs. Mm -hmm. So really, it's so good to be able to go back in time to revisit some of the neat, interesting facts and components of this enjoyable film, or anything you sit and watch as retro. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of light and eerie fun, There's little to dislike about this cool retro film. It's truly an easy viewing experience. Yeah, like I like when Michael, Steve Gutenberg, when he informs Peter that Mary's diaper again needed to be changed and they were going back and forth and, you know, taking turns and then doing the deed. (laughs) So one of the cool quotes on this is Michael goes, she did a doodle. Your turn to change her. (laughs) 
Peter goes, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Bad, 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 bad boys. You make me feel so good. (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Gloria. She'd be like, I'll take you away. (laughs) Right. Oh no, just hearing this song launch off at the beginning of the movie just totally hyped you up. It really did. Yeah, you were just ready to dive into the adventure and potential mayhem. <laughs> you know, this was the common feel, though, that so many of these wonderful movies back then engendered. Yeah, and Three Men and a Baby provides and rides on the natural flowing chemistry the three main characters generated with each other. Yes. The talents blending nicely here is no mere accident. These three together, Selleck, Danson, and Gutenberg, with the dollop of Mary, make this movie shine. That is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) He's a little plug, a little dollop. Aww. Aww. (laughs) Too sweet. Well, Selleck, Danson, and Gutenberg's considerable talents and Playboy's charisma heavily contributed to this movie's success. Mm -hmm. You skip to the scene where Peter and Michael finally diaper Mary (laughs) and they hold her up admiring their handiwork when the diaper falls off. (laughs) (laughs) Peter goes, the little insect was just waiting for that diaper to fall off. (laughs) This movie was great, Coop. He called her an insect. (laughs) That is cute. it makes you want to go back and watch it again and if you haven't had the good pleasure of viewing three men and a baby by all means please do because you'll walk away from the experience having had a good time oh agreed (laughs) (laughs) well as you can see three men and a baby sparked an undeniable charm with audiences as we watched the movie Mm -hmm. there was plenty of wonderful comedic scenes throughout as the three unsuspecting bachelors go through the ever-relatable frustrations of having to deal with this sweet baby in the early stages of her care. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then Mary eventually starts to win them over. <laughs> it's a bit edgy um, that the filmmakers threw in the subplot, including a touch of dark with the drug theme. Yes, yes, it was. But, you know, even with that, Three Men and a Baby still manages to entertain and makes us laugh and smile. <laughs> They changed her diapers, and she changed their lives. (laughs) And because of that, as Tom Selleck, Peter, would say to baby Mary, and I quote, (laughs) he says, your daddy is a dead man. (laughs) 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 So to our Orchard Archivers, what do you remember about this movie? You know, what were some of your favorite scenes, quotes, songs included, and the like? Also, we mentioned and know the three bachelors' first names, Peter, Jack, and Michael. Do you remember what each of their respective surnames were? Hit us up and let us know. As always, we're eager to hear your nostalgic thoughts on this lovely retro gem of a movie. So, on the Carmel Apples movie meter, on a scale of one to five apples, how many apples does Three Men and a Baby garner from you? Oh, Well, considering it has like so many of the crazy awesome components, it's a nine or 87. Yes. 
Um, it has old school talented actors. It has a good storyline. Uh huh. Great music. Oh my goodness! And did I mention it was in 1987? <laughs> I would give this five apples. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I give the movie, I'd say, because like you said, there's a lot of good things happening there, and it was sheer entertainment. Yes. I give it a solid four apples. Okay, fair enough. Okay. You know, it was really good, though. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, I really enjoyed this film as well, but I think a more Hollywood-appropriate ending would have been if, you know, after all said and done, it would have actually been nice to see Jack and Sylvia in a loving relationship along with baby Mary. Yeah. I think that would have been nice. Yeah. But <laughs> although we didn't get that storybook ending, Three Day and the Baby is quite endearing. You know, laugh out loud, funny, and refreshing and exuding the wholesome values and integrity and embraces. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the bachelors win our hearts and showing us a great time while watching and providing smiles as we ponder on the experience. Well said, Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) And like we said, this is a great movie, hands down. Mm -hmm. If you haven't had the chance to see it yet, by all means, give it a whirl. And if you have had the opportunity to see it, then by all means, (laughs) pop in that DVD or stream (laughs) it again because it's that good. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake. Three Men and a Baby is a genius artifact of the late 80s. And that's it for this week's episode. To make sure that you never miss out on another second of our Carmelicious podcast, meet up with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Bye for now, and thanks so much for listening. <laughs>